Let's have a conversation today with Annalise from Modern Farm Chick. I found her off of Instagram because she runs, her and her family run a large dairy in Wisconsin. She has adorable children and she is juggling so many different plates all at the same time and it just has such a positive outlook on the way of farming and how it's been in her family for such a long generation. You'll hear it straight from her, but it's something that is definitely sticking in my mind ever since she said it. And that is, if you don't tell your story, somebody else will. So let's dive right into Simply Country Podcast with Annalise from Modern Farm Chick and her story. Hello, I am Annalise Wagner, also known as Modern Day Farm Chick. I farm with my husband and his family in Ettrick, Wisconsin. It's a very small town. Uh, his parents started the farm, I think, back in 1986. So Tom and I are the second generation on this farm, but I actually was born and raised on a farm as well. Um, I'd be the fifth generation on my family's farm. Tom and I met at the University of Wisconsin River Falls. We both married in dairy science, met in the dairy club, and uh, I followed him to his family's farm. So that's where we're at now. We've got two little kids, uh, Lane and Sage. They're twins. They're three. And yeah, we milk about 700 cows. Wow. That is a big operation. That's for sure. (laughs) Well, perfect. Well, Annalise, tell me a little bit about your, like a typical day for you. What does it look like for you and your husband and his family? Myself, my husband and his parents were all very active on the farm. Uh, For me, a little less these days because I have the twins. My role kind of shifted when the twins were born. I went from full-time farmer to part-time farmer and full-time butt wiper. But (laughs) uh, my mornings like um, my mother-in-law comes and watches the twins in the morning. So I'm able to get up at 4.30 a.m. with Tom. We both go to the farm. I take care of all the calves. And my husband manages kind of the herd, the employees, everything herd health related. Uh, My father-in-law takes care of the animal nutrition, um, a lot of the nutrient management work in our fields, um, equipment, manure management, the list of things goes on and on. Um, And then my mother-in-law helps out where she can and then also takes care of all of the bills and book work. God bless her. I want nothing to do with that. Right. Yeah, I think that business side of things is, I think, can be more stressful sometimes than working with the animals. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so I'm thankful that I get to be a little bit on the farm uh, as well as with my kids. So my mother-in-law watches them usually until 8 or 10, and then I come back, hang out with the kids. It's nice now that it's warming up again. I can take them with me, accomplish some farm chores. It's still hard to accomplish things with those two running around, but it is getting easier and they're learning to help. Um, and then, yeah, my husband, he's just at the farm pretty much all the time. Occasionally we get to, you know, have him home for lunch with us um, and he's back home in the evenings, but farming, you know, is always unpredictable. You never know what's going to happen. You get midnight phone calls, you deal with stuff that breaks or employees that can't be there. The list goes on. <laughs> sure. 
tell me like the ins and outs because we we run like the beef side of cattle. Well, we sell as like a breeder for our cattle, but our cattle are considered to be a beef cow. And so I don't really know the whole ins and outs of like the dairy farming thing. Can you tell me kind of like a little bit of the, what type of equipment do you need or like the barn structure? What is what's necessary for running your type of operation? Yeah, so dairy cattle, it's definitely different than beef cattle. They need a little more attention, and we kind of like to refer to them as athletes. Um, they need to be fed and cared for like athletes because they're producing that milk, and it, it takes a lot of energy and care to produce that milk. So um, cow comfort is huge. Nutrition is huge. We house all of our cows in freestyle barns, um, a little different than the little red barn you see on the hillside years ago. Obviously, you know, farms progress. We have new technology. We've learned more and more about the cows and what they need to be comfortable. So most farms now you'll see cows in freestyle barns, which is essentially just a big barn with a bunch of stalls, um, places for, you know, the cows to rest, eat, be protected from the environment, weather, stuff like that. Um, I think beef cattle are kind of the same way. They're particular. They don't like when it's too hot. They don't like when it's too cold. They're lazy. They just want to like eat and chill. So our freestyle barn features different fans um, and curtains to keep them cool in the summertime. We also have sprinklers so they can kind of get wet and cool off that way. And then in the winter, those curtains roll up, the doors close, we can keep them warm. Uh, we also have a milking parlor. Milking parlors come in very different shapes and sizes. We have a double eight parallel parlor, which means we can milk 16 cows at one time. Our parlor right now is pretty much maxed out for our herd size. We milk three times a day. Um, by the time we milk the entire herd, clean up, it's time to start all over again. Oh my gosh. Uh, for us, that's good because we have the employees. <laughs> yeah, we have the employees. Um, and it's always, we're always running. So it's not just like a bunch of money, a bunch of equipment sitting there not being used. It's being used, which is how we like to operate. Every farmer is different in how they like to do things. Um, but yeah, milking parlor, freestyle barn are kind of like the big things on a dairy farm. And you do such a great job on your social media, um, showing just like little pieces here and there about the insides of your operation. And, and I, I think that that is so important for the rest of us to see where our food comes from and just how different things can work and that a family is running this. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's definitely my goal to connect with consumers and show them where the products are coming from and show them who their farmers are. A lot of people, you know, don't know a farmer or have the opportunity to meet one. And they think big farms are run by corporations and there's animal abuse. And it's like, no, we're people just like you. We're still family farms and we work hard to care for our land and animals because if we don't, well, not only is that the wrong thing to do, but we also don't make any money. We're not profitable when you do things poorly. Yeah, exactly. Um, we ship our milk through DFA or market our milk through DFA. It is sold to Kent and then it is um, shipped to a local creamery where it's bottled for fluid milk. 
um, and we get paid per hundred weight. The milk price is always changing. It's been really crappy lately, but we're hanging in there because, I mean, it's what we do. It's what we love. There's good times. There's bad times. So you just do the best you can when the prices suck. Right. Any, like, uh, gosh, what do you say? Like, what kind of advice would you have when it comes to trying to get through those bad times? Um, I mean, it's definitely mostly a mind thing and just knowing that this is what we love. This is our passion, um, trying to find ways to save money, um, cutting back, you know, on certain things or finding different things to feed our cows that might be, um, more, what's the word I'm trying to say? Not cheap, but you know, cost effective. (laughs) I can't think of the word I'm trying to say, (laughs) cost effective. Yes. Thank you. Um, but without, you know, cutting too many corners and and having things go negatively. I mean, at the end of the day, it's still all about cow comfort and making sure those cows have what they need to be happy and produce milk. Well, that's so exciting. And so what would you what would you like uh, the listeners to know about um, about your page, your social media, kind of the ins and outs or about your farm? Um, I guess I would like people to know that if they are interested in learning more about dairy farming, uh, about where their dairy products come from, or just see like what a modern day farm family looks like and does every day, come check out my page. We like to have fun. I like to tease my husband. He has a very different personality than me. So it's fun to kind of pick at him a little bit. Um, but I just, I really enjoy social media not only because it allows me to show dairy farming and agriculture, but it's cool to connect with people and see how other people around the world operate or just live life. Exactly. Yeah, it's been very cool. What is What has been your favorite part about living on the farm, being a part of the social media world? What Because you have quite a bit of a following, so you've grown that over time. So what has been your favorite part? I think just the community um, and being still, I still consider myself a new mother. There are only three. So being a new mom, being someone who lives out in the boonies and doesn't get to see their friends or family and a lot, it's nice to have social media and have people to connect with that way and, and learn and share. Exactly. Well, and what kind of advice would you give to someone who was wanting to start into dairy farming? Like, or maybe just have one dairy cow, what should they know? Um, I think you just have to be dedicated, uh, make sure you have time, um, (laughs) patience, consistency, all that. (laughs) Right. And just, yeah, go for it. If it's something you want to do, do all the research you can, learn from others, visit farms. There's so many ways to dairy farm where every dairy farm and farmer is different and diverse, so check things out and see what might work for you. Right. Yeah, there is a lot of different ways that you can 
accomplish a goal. And so um, we've been talking to a couple of people who have just one or two dairy cows just to sustain their family. And they've been learning how to, you know, process the milk and um, just use it for their own family consumption or sell at like a farmer's market. And those have been pretty cool to listen to, too, because they're interested in it, but maybe not want to go too far forward into a full 700 head. (laughs) Um, So do you have a story that would be kind of just help us understand some of the hardships that a farmer goes into or has to be aware of and the way that you've navigated a hardship? Yeah, I mean, this last year, 2020, has been tough for dairy farmers in general, particularly our family. Um, I mean, we kind of even threw around the question is, can we still do this? Are we going to be able to still do this? And you just have to kind of sit down as a family and talk about what you want and remember why you do this. You know, why do you dairy farm? Um, It's not about the money. It's not why we do these things. It is a lifestyle. And if you want to keep that, you have to keep fighting and you have to work together as family and communicate and just power through those hard times. Yes. And it's helpful that you guys, I would assume that you have a family surrounding you so it does feel like it would be more of a team effort and not riding all on one person's shoulders a hundred percent yeah right you went over some tips um ins and outs of your operation you gave us a little bit of advice what your typical day looks like how you got into farming tell us your favorite part about um living with your twins um being a cheese lover i mean anything (laughs) Yeah, uh, my favorite part about our life, about dairy farming, is being able to work alongside my family, um, being outside, not having to sit in a cubicle. Even when it's 30 below, being outside <laughs> is still better than sitting in a cubicle and not being able to see the world around me or, you know, be with my family. So it's nice that I don't want to say farmers have flexibility because what we do depends on the cows and if they're calving and what they need. And if somebody's sick, like that always comes first. But when everything is running smoothly, we can take time to like go home and have lunch together or take a break in the middle of the day to run and get ice cream. Um, so it, it's that lifestyle. It's the perks. And like I said before, I love seeing my kids now grow up on the farm being able to learn from their mom, their dad, their grandma, their grandpa, and all of the other people who help us run the farm. It's, it's really cool. Well, Annalise, is there anything else that you would like us to know or a question that I haven't asked you yet that you'd like to share a story or something you would like everyone to be aware of? I guess I would just, you know, farmers care. Farmers are cool. Farmers are people just like you. And whether you're interested in learning more about farming or want to become one yourself, I mean, talk to us. We are more than happy to chat about what it is we do. Yes. Well, and also debunking the animal cruelty that a lot of people can think is inside of the animal production side of things and farming. Um, because I, so I think that you guys are doing such a great job with making sure that you guys are sharing that all of the good stories and that this is, um, this is great for the animals. You take care of them. This is helping a family or you're putting food and, um, products on the table for American families all over the country. And so those are all great things that we need in our world and you're doing it humanely 
So I hope that people aren't giving you a hard time because I know sometimes that dairy farmers definitely get the brunt end of things. Oh, yeah, you definitely get a lot of that. Um, but the good good comments, the good feedback always outweighs the negative. Um, and if you are a farmer listening to this and you aren't sharing your story, whether in person or on social media, you need to start because if we don't share what it is we're doing, someone else is going to tell that story for us and it's probably not going to be the right story. They're going to focus on those bad apples and it's going to give the farming industry a bad name um, or they're just going to, quite frankly, tell lies and spread false information. So you got to share and you got to talk. Very nice. Thank you so much for that insight. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. And I hope you're having a good day as well. It's warm in Wisconsin, so I can't complain. (laughs) No, exactly. That's good. Yeah, hopefully we're on the spring side of things and less of the winter. (laughs) 